Welcome to The Digital Couch, a podcast by Value First, featuring global thinkers and their stories. Over to your host now. Hello, everyone. I have with me today someone very special. I couldn't have asked for a better episode to kick off 2021 with anyone but Puneet Mongil. Currently, Puneet is a Chief Research Officer and Co-Founder of Octane Research. In his previous, previous avatars, Puneet has been the CMO of Value First, the Marketing Director at Microsoft, and also the CMO of Alid Worldwide. Among his so many other illustrious roles, Puneet now is also a startup mentor and a visiting faculty at multiple institutions. Hi, Puneet, and a very happy new year to you. Hello, Shauri. Thank you very much for having me here. It's been a, it's a pleasure being here. I've been watching your podcast series from a distance, mm. and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's my pleasure. Thank you for being here. So, you know, I, I thought it'll, it'll actually be great to know this story about what you've been doing currently and also link try and link it to 2020 and what the year was also you've you've actually come across uh, this this amazing report we'll we're going to try and talk about that towards the second half of this episode so so first of all yeah please go ahead no no after you so first of all wish you all a very very happy and a prosperous 2021 i'm sure this is uh, not the first time we are looking forward to a brand new year but the way we are looking forward to a brand new year is perhaps unprecedented in the uh, living memory. Uh, so last year, 2020 was um, a year of huge disruption mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of changes that have happened around us. Many have called it the grand reset uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the last so many years that we've been around. We took a lot of things for granted and some of those fundamentals were challenged. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me personally and professionally also, Shauri, that's been... Um, the highlight of the year, Uh, there are two words, if I could specify them or if I could share them with you, which symbolizes my last year, 2020. One is pause and the other is live. We all went through a pause. I was in a sabbatical mode post my last role, full-time role at uh, Value First Digital. Mm. And uh, I was in a mode of, uh, you know, figuring out what my next journey should be. So I was in a sabbatical with no end date. Yeah. So... 2020 gave me that pause, made me rethink, and as they say, um, never lose uh, a disruption as an opportunity. So I started uh, two journeys uh, last year. One, of course, what we'll talk about, which is Octane Research, which has been around for some time, but it took a different shape. And the second is, uh, I've been going to many B-School campuses for a lot of years, and I've always wondered what is there I could do meaningful and more deeper than just random uh, faculty visits for a guest lecture. So I started on MBS Park. So two ideas. One is the journey of my mind, which is uh, Octane Research. And the other is a journey of my heart, which is MBS Park. So the first word I learned was pause. You have to pause and reflect. I think all of us had to go through it in some degrees of uh, sort of uh, our own life experiences. 100%. And the second transition that I went through, transformation, Shauri, is um, going live. I think all of us have learned how to go live uh, with audio, video, using technology. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've trained myself to be a decent public speaker. But for me to look into a lens a mm-hmm. tiny lens and emote, that has never been my forte. Uh, you put me on a live event in front of a number of people on a stage, yes. I've managed to overcome my stage fear and be able to 
have a communication going, but how to go live using technology. I've also gone through that transition this year. So pause and live are two of my key themes for last year, 2020. Superb. I think that's that's one way to describe describe 2020 well. All right. So should we actually get started with Octane and eventually Octane Research? I mean, how it all began. And, you know, I, I say this, in fact, so many people I talk to, I mean, they tell me about Octane and how this company started like about a decade ago and more than that, actually. And people still remember it because of the sort of innovations it brought into the entire ecosystem. So I'd love to know that journey to begin with. You know, hindsight is uh, 2020. When you look back, uh, a lot of things which were not so great look so positive to you and a lot of things which you did well look so, you know, you can glorify the past in many ways if, if, you've, yeah. if you've been through, the, through that journey. So Octane Marketing was our, our, our sincere effort at starting permission marketing in India. Uh, way back, I read a report, a book by Seth Godin called Permission Marketing, which essentially says that marketing should be led by the consumer and the control of a marketing conversation should be with the consumer, the recipient, and not the traditional marketeer. That book has uh, uh, sort of influenced me a lot in ways more than one. And that led to creation of uh, a first platform in India, uh, purely on email, Mm -hmm. which was based on preferences, uh, you know, which is based on subscribers opt-in and no spamming. And when we were doing this Octane journey, uh, two things emerged. One, we were early in the cycle. So not more than 5% of India email marketing was permission marketing led. 95% was all spam. Uh, That has changed drastically over the last uh, decade and a half. But uh, still, I think India still has a distinction of a largely a spam country. But a lot has changed. So that was the first part that we were early in the cycle. So we had to do a lot of education and mass awareness amongst marketeers. Why? They should follow the golden rule. Um, do unto others what you want uh, done to you. So we said, if you don't like to receive spam as a consumer, why spam others? So we were early in the game. And as part of our education, the second thing we realized was a lot of examples were coming from the US as a lead market, uh, but they were not applicable in India 100%. Uh, there are a lot of themes which are common to India and the US in terms of online behavior for consumers, but there were a lot of nuances. For example, uh, Gmail has never been a, a 80% market share in the US. It's still, I think, is 45% because people don't change email IDs very often. Definitely. If you look at India, India is predominantly a mobile market, mobile first market, and also a Gmail country. So a lot of research, a lot of best practices, a lot of case studies, which, which would read about the market in the US would not be relevant or would not pick up in India. They would fail to land in India. So Octane Research was uh, an idea which came out of this um, sort of gap and said, can we organize how marketers in India are thinking about uh, digital marketing or online marketing? And not just specific only to email and SMS, but overall as different marketing channels. So that was the start of Octane Research. Got it, superb. And in fact, with Octane Research also came out this annual property, right? I mean, you've been it's you've been actually coming up with these research reports almost every year, year after year about how the digital economy is changing, how say new tools are coming in, how the perspective of marketers has changing. I mean, what led to that? What what made you think you know that there's a need of a report like this that's supposed to be consumed by 
all marketing professionals across we we had never thought about the journey the way it has panned out in the last 10 years in fact this year is our 10th anniversary of a first report uh, that we produced uh, way back in 2010 and when we were starting out we had thought let's just put together a voice of the marketers from india kind of a, a, a message and uh, we never thought this will become so large and uh, two things have happened the online journey in india has gone through an exponential growth uh mind you shauri when we were discussing uh, online marketing in 2011 2010 yeah we were uh, a total universe of some 30 to 40 million users of internet in india mm-hmm. and mobile internet had not happened in india that time it was still pretty much a desktop uh, driven sort of a thing we had not more than 5 to 6 million online shoppers in india out of those 40 million users yeah now if you look at the scale now over the last few years the disruptions we've gone through i like to call it internet 3.0 currently in india we yeah. were in the internet 1.0 journey and we saw the 2.0 which was the mobile and how mobile changed india online as we currently speak we have closer to 600 million online users of internet in india and outside of china we are the number one um, internet using country in the world we yeah. beat america in terms of number of active users so we've been sort of uh, we've got uh, two views to this journey one of course a ring side view of the entire digital and online marketing transformation in india and secondly for two of those channels email sms we also saw at a ground level what was happening on the battlefront so we started this as just sort of a collecting of data what happens in india what happens between you and i and other marketers so this was a voice of marketers and that's the way it's grown and this is our uh, 10th anniversary so the research report we are launching now which is called uh, digital 2021 it is the state of online marketing in india 10th year running definitely so in fact that was my follow up question for you i mean it's the 10th edition and it indeed has actually been a rough year for us and everything changed the way we used to work the way we used to live as well so i mean if i were to digress from this and ask you about digital 2021 and what all does this report capture in a nutshell and you know how could say the readers benefit out of it oh absolutely so typical research report for us has been about 45 50 pages and you can visit octanresearch.in to download our past uh, almost 24 plus research reports including the 10th uh, nine annual reports that we are talking about the state of online marketing in india report yeah. uh, so we were very much into you know how digital is changing in india in terms of a marketers viewpoint but this year being the 10th year we took additional uh, few sort of uh, uh, opportunities our way uh, so this year it becomes a slightly more broader and deeper study so this year we are covering areas like digital transformation uh, d2c brand phenomenon in india how is marketing workforce changing post covid you know the entire phenomena of work from home which was never a marketers uh, marketing teams were never built for work from home um, <laughs> yeah. you know the skills upgrade the uh, rise of influencer marketing uh, marketing automation the budgets content marketing attribution models yeah. you know the rise and failure of uh, rise and fall of tiktok but tiktok has led to a completely different user user generated content based marketing channel so mm-hmm. we covered a lot more ground and this year's uh, research report which folks can download uh, is 96 pages uh, so so it's it's got a lot more depth that we are trying to cover 
So this year's uh, 10th anniversary gift to, to the community from our side is part playbook, part black book of, uh, of online marketing. And I say with a lot of humility that when I say online marketing in India, it's no longer limited to fringe of marketing expenses. In fact, 2014 is when we said we should not now start talking about digital marketing. We should just say marketing. Because dare I say it, in 2020, 2021, all of marketing in India is now digital slash online. There's hardly anything left which could be called as majority of marketing in India has gone online. Yeah. So we were trying to cover a lot of ground in this digital 2021 adapting to the new normal research study uh, for this year. Amazing. So I I won't pick your brains on every little topic that's been in, in the report because it's so exhaustive and nicely written. But there were a couple of things that I thought, you know, could be could be great for a conversation out here. And the first one was about the report, you know, mentioning about the W-shaped recovery. And I mean, it's been a rough year, as I said. So I thought I'll, I'll pick your brains on the fact that which are these industries which you particularly feel us as an economy to recover and buy. Yeah, I, I, I like to share with you how marketeers have taken on this disruption and recovery uh, opportunity yeah. in 2021, which will also you know go through 2021 as a as a theme from last year 2020 to 2021. Hmm. But before I do that, I'd like to also add on how this year we've also added a marketeer's point of view. So we have, uh, for example, Archana Dhankar on influencer marketing, writing an op-ed piece for us, Daman Soni on growth, Jyotsna Yalapalli on the rise of micro and mini D2C, Kingshuk okay. Hazra on how digital is changing B2B sales, right. Prasant Naidu on how digital journey for the nonprofits have changed, hmm. Sairi Chahal on women's internet in India, Nice. Shalini Ravla on shifting consumer behavior during the pandemic. And Vijayan Dhaka writes about what to expect from MarTech. So we have not just tried to give you quantitative analysis of what marketers have said, yeah. but also yeah. deep pieces on what the experts are predicting for 2021. Uh, coming back to your question about the uh, COVID-19 situation in 2020 last year and how marketers are responding to it. Overall, four in 10 CMOs have said uh, they have been able to turn the adversity of COVID-19 lockdown into opportunity for the businesses. Um, so I'll I'll take you through some numbers and I'll try to address some of your questions um, uh, in, in that context. Okay. Eight out of 10 CMOs have said sales declined by 60% in 2020, early part of 2020, given the corona disruption. But for example, April to July, marketing in last year, 2020, Marketing investments increased by 35%. And 57% marketeers reduced for the entire financial year. So the entire financial year, which is ending in March 2021, there was a reduction in the marketing budget. But initially, when the corona situation happened, COVID-19 happened in India, marketeers increased their investments, which is interesting. And 11 to 30% uh, is the majority of marketeers who are saying that 11 to 30 percent increase in online marketing spends for the new financial year, which is first April 2020 onwards. Uh, 23 percent India CMOs have said there'll be a rebound in two years uh, time frame, uh, which is the W-shaped recovery you're referring to, yeah. which is a cycle of you know sharp sharp decline, short recovery, another decline, and then full recovery. But if you read a little bit more, and I would urge our readers, our viewers, our listeners to uh, look at the report in more detail. detail. Uh, 
given that we've had a good monsoon year last year, 7% above normal, according to Crystal Report, you know, mm. we've seen already, we, we did this research project last year between July, August, September, October. Yeah. And you've seen numbers post that. And there is a huge recovery already for agriculture. You know, the agro-economy, rural and semi-urban demand is holding up well. Uh, so while we we have 23% India CMOs saying there'll be a W-shaped recovery, yeah. interestingly, 21% of India CMOs have said there'll be a quick and sustained V-shaped recovery in the in a year's time. Got it. And 35%, which is very, it's very interesting, mm-hmm. for their own marketing, for own their markets, for the, you know, for the markets they serve as brands, yeah. 35% of India CMOs are hopeful their industry will have a V-shaped recovery. So yeah. we have a V-shaped recovery discussion or a W-shaped recovery discussion. We don't have an L-shaped recovery discussion at all uh, in, our, in our research outreach to marketers in India, which is quite interesting. We're already seeing some industries which were digital ready or had gone through digital transformation, reaping the benefits. Uh, If you look at last year, most of the automobile industry, which has been pretty much an offline model, they've gone through subscription models. They've gone through booking your vehicles online. Online, So dealer sales has led to online sales where dealer has a role to play, but the brand, auto brand themselves are going direct to uh, Mm -hmm. buyers. So you've seen a lot of, examples of digital transformation where we have asked specific questions to marketeers. And if you allow me, I'll be happy to share with you what we are seeing as the general opinion. But interestingly, um, overall, I see a realistic and a restrained view of the future in 2021 from India marketeers. Superb. So, I mean, right there you said about digital transformation and that's something I mean, a key word, if I were to call it that, something that's been used a lot, especially in the last few months. And personally, I've always felt that, you know, what we could have achieved in five years, this pandemic did did for us in about six odd months, everything just became digital. So, A, how do you think are people perceiving this change? And also, if you could help us from the report, I mean, are we on the right track towards this transformation? So let me address that question in two ways. Uh, what are marketeers saying about digital transformation of their function inside companies? Yeah. How has marketing as a function changed? And I have some insights from uh, the research study we've just concluded. I'll share them with you. But interestingly, if you ask around, uh, around industries on digital transformation, we just um, spoke of the example of automotives in India going directly to buyers. If you look at, for example, education as a sector, which has been traditionally a laggard in terms of adopting technology. I was talking to a few VCs, vice chancellors of universities in the last few months because of my MBA Spark program. And, uh, you know, what the industry would have taken, education as industry would have taken 12 to 15 years to move to LMS, blended learning, remote learning, live video, it's all happened in a matter of four to five months. So in many sectors, there's been a huge disruption and a loss of uh, revenue, jobs, opportunity for a lot of us, which will take time to recover, perhaps 18 to 24 months. In a lot of sectors, the digital transformation story is very, very robust. And thanks to the Corona disruption, COVID-19 disruption, many of those industries have moved at a very fast pace towards uh, adoption of technology. You know, you and I are talking right now, sitting in different two locations and this entire Zoom phenomena, Zoom economy. This is all a reflection of the digital transformation that companies have gone through. 
100%. But now let me come back to the second part, which is what marketeers in India, especially the marketing leaders, CMOs, have said to us mm. as part of their uh, transformation of the marketing function. Yeah. So we asked this question, where would you place uh, your marketing org in the digital transformation journey? And a good number, 47% of them said, we have accelerated our digital transformation in the last six months. Hmm. 37% of them have said, we are already a digital sales and marketing organization. And some 16% of them feel that they have done the basic groundwork, but they're yet to start. Good news is that they're all on the journey in different levels of maturity. But if you ask my sense of how this entire a digital transformation journey is for many, many functions inside businesses. I think marketing is one of the leaders in that process. When we ask this question, how does your organization perceive digital transformation? Not yeah. just marketing, but all up. The top three responses are a means to enable new channel for sales and marketing. Mm. A means to enable new channel for customer outreach and engagement digitization of organization functions. So we have gone a level deeper into this and we have said, which is the biggest impediment of uh, digital transformation of your marketing organization? Where do you see challenges? And the top three challenges are leadership perception of ROI for any such digital transformation of the marketing function. The ROI question never goes away from marketing, (laughs) does it? Uh, Second is existing skills of workforce and organizational mindset. These are top three impediments which marketeers report towards a more successful journey of digital transformation of the marketing function. There are two more data points I'd like to share with you, which is very interesting, which are highlights of uh, this research study. When we ask this question, which online platforms have you used to drive sales online in 2020? Yeah. And your plans for 2021, we are seeing a significant shift in brands in India mm-hmm. from selling on third-party platforms like FB Marketplace, Amazon, other third-party e-commerce mm-hmm. platforms. So from 11% in 2020, where brands have had their own direct-to-consumer D2C presence, yeah. they want to go up to 33% of them are saying we like to have our uh-huh. own digital to uh, direct-to-consumer presence. This is a huge shift. Of course. Yeah. So if you ask me for one highlight on digital transformation for marketing, I think it's enabling the organization to go direct-to-consumer in an unprecedented way. It is not just messaging. It's not just about communication or brand. It's just about also as a channel enabling yeah. that journey. Uh, we are also interested in finding out, you know, how does this impact the workforce? Right. the environment right. where we were. So we asked yeah. this question about, you know, we all had to work from anywhere, work from home during the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. How likely are you to revert back to pre-COVID-19 format? You know, being in the same office, the creative teams and the communication teams and all that good stuff. Right. And um, 42% of marketers have said, even if everything goes back to normal, of the time we'll be working from anywhere and 50% in the office. So that's a big chunk. Largest majority, 42% have said Mm -hmm. they would like to have the blended model of work from anywhere, work from home, and also work from office. And only 30% feel that they will be back to 100% in the office when uh, the situation permits. So if you ask me, this is also a 
indicator of how the marketing function has gone through a significant shift in terms of digital transformation in 2020 yeah got it all right so you touched a great point there about you know marketers in specific and i mean being a marketer myself i think the way we looked at our work and the way we looked at our skill sets for executing work even for hiring talent or even going out in interview i mean everything's literally changed so without sounding preachy as someone asking this question i mean i wanted to understand what is an effective marketer today and i mean you know what are these soft skills or this behavioral change i'm speaking about i mean as an example you spoke about how instead of an audience now i'm speaking to with this little hole in my laptop so that everything's changed i mean i'd love to hear your views on those on that we have asked this question to marketers year on year for last i think 4 years yeah what are the skills they desire when they hire uh, their team members mm-hmm. and this year also we've asked the same question say which are the skills or behavior you would like to see with marketers more often so one thing which has become standard uh, shauri is that uh, marketing execution excellence is no longer you know it's it's a given out it's a given skill that everybody needs to have if they're applying for a role in marketing yeah so excellence execution is lo- no longer a gap area seen by Uh, marketing leaders that's a given that you should be able to execute and be accountable towards doing so which was a case few years back so it's it's no longer the discussion that uh, ability to execute should be a skill that's a given you know if you're in marketing team so which are those top skills or behaviors that's been that, that are being called out for 2020 and as we get into 2021 by marketing leaders the number one is being comfortable taking risks uh you know we've seen how what we knew as what works didn't work in uh, corona time in covid-19 situation yeah so clearly there's a lot of bias these top 5 skills or behaviors will have because of the disruption in 2020 mm-hmm. but let's let's go through them so first is being comfortable taking risks the second one is adapting to new technologies this has adapting to new technologies has been always in top 3 for last few years got it being open and collaborative I think this one gains a higher importance this year. This is the third highest-rated skill or um, behavior. Hmm. Very interesting, right? Because we have never thought about collaboration and being open as a marketer trait. We've always thought about creativity and etc. etc. Uh, which comes to the number four: lateral thinking, the ability to make connections between disparate ideas or concepts. This emerges as one of the top five. okay and uh, last but not the least is about ability to deal with uncertainty so the theme we are seeing across all these top 5 skills or behavior is around change around how do you deal with you know opportunities that come your way so mm. it's it's very interesting that uh, you know the skills that we are taught in b schools the skills we are taught or behaviors we are taught as part of our professional education yeah many of them do not find um a list uh, no listed here on the priority of skills or behaviors as requested by uh, marketers understood so now i'd like to actually come towards your personal yeah i mean we've spoken about the report you've spoken about how it's impacted marketers how i mean you you said that you've been on a sabbatical and you finally you know jumped into something that that touched that tick both your boxes per se how's 2020 been otherwise i mean as as a human on on this planet for you 
so i'll have to share a personal story in 2015 my mom had uh, gone through an health scare with her heart uh, situation okay. uh, given the age but we were able to recover through just uh, natural intervention there was no need for a angioplasty or angiography Uh-huh. so in that process i also got attracted towards this entire journey of natural healing and how does it work uh-huh. i was all fit and fine but i thought look i'm getting you know uh, i used to fall sick maybe once in two years with you know seasonal flu cycle and cold yeah. and now it's happening to me at least twice or thrice a year being uh-huh. in the age group i am so uh-huh. i also started on this journey of uh, wellness and yoga yeah. meditation uh-huh. and so i was already in that mode of like a yo-yo between the yogi mode and the bhogi mode you know the yogi mode is uh, self reflection you go look you look within you seek your own answers within yourself and of course the bhogi mode which is driven through external impulses you know when can i buy my next new shiny object my yeah. new shiny toy yeah. uh, and then corona happened so some of the things i was already working on which is you know your natural immune immunity systems good eating introspection time to yourself Yeah. they all became order of the day for everyone so while i saw many of my friends struggle with that transformation where you are now cocooned inside a home inside your own little apartment yeah. for me it just gave me a new ways to manifest myself for example i i love books and i've been collecting books and reading books for a long time yeah. so i managed to find now time to do a library project and using a free app on android i downloaded on my mobile phone i've cataloged all my books and mind you these are some 1800 plus books so yeah. <laughs> uh, it took me time and you know i couldn't have found that level of um, uh, space to myself in a regular hectic where you have a, at least a meeting every day outside the op- home and you have to step out and get ready for it Super. when that was taken away it gave me a luxury which was not on my schedule for a long time mm-hmm. so it's it's aided my transformation my personal journey in ways more than one yeah. and i have seen that this is not just a isolated example for example my young nephew who's just been working for last year and a half first job yeah and when i would request him to see if he can do some you know sip payments and investments in funds and capital markets he was like really i'm so young <laughs> and when he went through the corona experience he's now realized the value of having a safety net having some saving so so i think it's been a lot of uh, uh, external triggers uh, mm. enabling us to look within uh, for most of my friends and including i it's been a very positive experience yeah uh, but some of the loss of human lives or human livelihood that of course is a mixed bag it, it doesn't leave you with a very good positive impression but overall it's uh, it's triggered a different level of transformation within ourselves yeah nice love it cool so that actually brings me to the last section of this episode which i call a rapid fire question the only catch is you don't get a gift hamper like in the tv show or amazing <laughs> drink with but so so the idea is i mean i'll ask you these quick questions and you got to i mean just be impromptu and, and answer them for our listeners okay all right i'm so ready the first one is what is your favorite thing about marketing listening observing nice the favorite book you of your all time ever i mean all time ever favorite book basically um i i must say the one book that i keep on reading again and again and each time i read it i get a different flavor of uh, intensity and experience is uh, shrimad bhagavad gita 
I, I must tell you, this is a book at so different levels, such a beautiful experience to go through. Nice. The best advice you've ever got. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I must say this to you with complete honesty that the best advice is not to look for anybody's advice and seek your own path. Again, the worst advice you've ever got, if there's been one. Do it only this way. Nice. Got it. You're a fresher, fresh out of college. It's your first day at job. What should be your to-do list for the first one month? Observe around you how human interactions take place. How different people do things around you. Uh, do not take them for granted. There are many, many styles of relationships, leadership at work. So just be a keen observer. Uh, you may have the natural urge to deliver an impact and achieve a lot more. And perhaps you will end up doing that anyway, because you're there for a purpose. But just soak in on how, the, which are the war stories, as uh, our good friend Jeremy Swaran says. What are the war stories of that workplace? What is the culture like? You know, when you're new and inside an organization, you are far more aware and sensitive of what's working around you, what's not working around you, what you like about that organization. So have your antennas up and do a scan. And, yeah. you know, after one, one month, two months, three months, you're part of the culture anyway. You're part of the team and you, as much as good as the furniture. Yeah. So doing a scan of how different people, different humans around you interact I mean, that would be a, my only piece of unsolicited advice. <laughs> Superb. Thank you so much, Puneet. This, this has been really fun and actually very informative. I'm sure our listeners would also love the insights you've brought in from the Digital 2021 report. We'll actually have the link to download the report on this episode as well. Thank you so much again for being a part of this episode. Thank you, Shauri. I think this is a fabulous podcast series and congratulations one, once again for your uh, award from Spotify. I think you're on the right track and we need more podcasts like these that people can listen into at their own leisurely time and, and, and perhaps get new ideas. It's been wonderful being here and I wish you and all the listeners a fabulous 2020. And yes, of course, uh, get a copy of the report, download it and keep the conversation going. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, so we'll be happy to connect with any one of you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it useful. Do write to us at the digital couch at vfirst.com for any suggestions. To know more about Value First, visit www.vfirst.com. See you in our next episode. Till then, keep spreading joy.